Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. Doing the floor deal. They let it play out, and Tatum finishes with 49. 96 points out of Tatum, Brown, and and Brogdon off the pace. Late night, W-E-E-I. It's KJ, 617-779-7937. Celtics win, 134-121. Yes, the future king went off in front of the future king. See, let's just go ahead and call it what it is right now. Jason Tatum is the MVP of the league, and it is his to lose. I don't know what the sport betting houses are thinking because they have Luka at plus 275, Giannis at plus 275, and then Tatum at plus 350. Give me what you're smoking in Vegas. Jason Tatum is the MVP of the league. And part of the reason why is because you can thank yourself, fan base, for going so hard on Tatum after the NBA Finals that he has no no desire to leave any blood left on the floor as he slaughters the entire NBA. He's figured it out. Continue to dominate game by game, game by game, game by game, game by game, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40. Like, like it's almost like if he scored another point at 50, you'd be like, yeah, it seemed like it was a 50-point game. Jason Tatum is out to make a statement. He is the new face of the league. Last night I joked about the potato chips my wife loves. You can either get a Jason Tatum bag or you can get the Anthony Davis bag. She told her family about it back down south. She says Tatum chips are always gone. You can there's they're they can't even give away the Anthony Davis chips. And he was supposed to be the face of the league. That ship is gone. Jason Tatum is the MVP of the league. The second reason why this is the case is how everything transpired with M.A. Odoka. You, you do realize the Celtics still have an interim coach, right? Like, I've, I'm sorry, if I'm Joe Missoula, I would be like, you know, they, they they went ahead and made Jock Vaughn the head coach there. And can we take this little adjective in front of the coach? Well, here's Joe Missoula talking about 
how this team has handled itself through its adversity this year. It's only been two months since there were a lot of questions about how this team was going to handle itself after everything from the offseason. How do you get from that to this best team in the league, best point differential, uh, you know, having all of these great you know, vibes after a, a big win like this? I don't have great vibes after a big win like this, so don't put me in that category. No, like, it goes back to we have great people. And like I said, the Celtics um, have had this foundation longer than you know, I've been here, longer than you know, we've been around. And so ownership, front office, players, staff, there's just great people all around. And with that, you have to just work through things, and you got to focus on you know, what your goals are. You have to focus on execution, and you got to focus on you know, how you can get better every day. And our guys from day one, they've done a great job of doing that and doing it together. Yeah, this is a, this is a mission. This isn't a small-time thing. And the way the West looks now, whoever comes out of the West, I would argue that I they, they don't beat the Celtics right now. They, they don't beat the Bucs, but they don't beat the Celtics. I, I, let me go back to these odds here. Because Luka and Giannis are 1-2 or tied for 1-2 and two for MVP regular season. But t- tell me why the Celtics are actually the odds-on favorites to win everything. And plus 175 to win the East. So the Celtics are favored ahead of the Bucks, not only to win the East, but to win the NBA championship. Warriors third at 700. That Jason Tatum is not the odds-on favorite for MVP. Now, okay, yes, Jalen Brown is there, and, and let's call it what it is. If there's no Malcolm Brogdon, this might be a middling, struggling team off the bench, and that would be the conversation. 21, 21 points off the bench. I can think of at least five games last season where the entire bench didn't provide 21 points in a game. And this is just tonight. So, yes, hats off to the organization. Hats off to the organization for staying behind its hat with everything moving so fast. We're in this society now. Everybody wants the answer. Everybody wants something right away. How do you cure that? You score 134 points and average 121 on the season. So that total goes up. The Celtics are on such a roll that the only way that I can see them getting into trouble is kind of what you saw a little bit in tonight's game. If there's a team, because at one point, don't let the 121-134 fool you if you didn't see the game. This game was tighter ah, going into the third quarter. Is If there's a team that can put 35-plus points in a, over a couple of quarters, whether it be the first or second or second or third, or even in the fourth, those will be the teams that give the Celtics trouble because that means at some point they're being able to keep up with speed. And I think over time that's something you have to worry about. Now, there was no Jimmy Butler for for, for the for the Heat tonight, but I, I, I'll tell you what. Yeah, you might say Jimmy Butler could have been a 13-point difference, but the way this game played out, mm, no. It, it was just a lot of three-point shooting and some damn good three-point shooting as well. I, I got to give it both teams. 22 for 45 from three for the Celtics at 48%. I mean, it's nothing to sneeze at. The Heat, 18 for 40 from three at 45%. So a lot of efficient three-point shooting, which is great night by night, but once you start getting in a series, and maybe the real maybe the real guttural of, of the Celtics that we'll see is once you get maybe into late December, early January, and there's an extended uh, an extended road run to see how they do where they've got to play maybe a couple of back-to-backs against some tough teams, 
uh, and you know, traveling and so forth. That's where I think you'll see the test. But in the meantime, I'll take this gladly. Hands up. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. KJ Late Night, WEEI. Still to come. Would you rather more likely to either or? And this one might be a bit. I might have to take a mulligan on one of these questions. I just got a feeling. Plus, something special for the Royals here as they welcome themselves to Boston as a visit. So that's still to come, plus Patriots and Bills Thursday night hang out. So you ask, when it comes to the Celtics, what is it about these guys that allows them now, I think it's because, you know, M.A. was more of a harder, hard-on defensive coaching. But here's Marcus Smart on what makes this this team seem like they're having a lot of fun out there. Someone said it looked like you guys were kids in the backyard playing superheroes. Uh, it just seems like this group's having a ton of fun. You're obviously, you know, passing some of the best, you know, playmaking of your career. What is it about this group of guys that just seems like you guys can play so fun, you can play so free in the offense, clearly? I mean, is that um, it starts in the locker room. Not saying that last year we didn't have it, but, you know, we just added more, uh, more of that joy. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's, um, you know, coming in you know, with a positive attitude. And if it's not positive and you see your teammate or your coach or staff down, you know, you try everything you can to help, you know, raise that um, um, for them. And, and when you got a team that's doing that and, you know, are happy to be around each other, happy to come in and work every day, you get the result on the court with what we're doing and having fun with it. Yeah, I think when Marcus Smart realized that what happened in Game 7 against the Heat last year changed his complete mindset. I mean, you realize in 35 minutes, Marcus Smart only took seven shots. Would this conversation have happened last year? Would he have had nine assists in a game? Like, Marcus Smart is sneaking up on you and becoming an assist machine when that wasn't the thought process. Kind of like, hey, we know you can score. So give you 10 points, nine assists. Well, now you're responsible for at least 28 points. And that's what you weren't getting from Marcus Smart. And and at the same time, you're still going to get pieces of defense as well. you got to steal tonight, so that's two more points. So now you're responsible for at least 30 points out of 134 and only scored 10. So there are things that I think with age, with maturity, with consistency, right? this team hasn't been broken up anything extensively or pieces that are gone were pieces that weren't contributing, right? Nobody's screaming like, man, if, if Langford was still here, this team would be so much that that's not happening. Boy, you know, Nismith could be out there hitting. No, no. The pieces that are here have remained here and there's been a consistency. And I take my hat off to upper management saying, look, with all the things you want to do and all the things that players in the league want to do and some of the noise that has gotten very loud, they've done a good job defending their players, reassuring their players and giving their players the avenue to be the best people or players that they can be. And you're getting that. Like, like it, this is this is what I mean. Like, Grant Williams, statistically, really doesn't give you nothing. But if Grant Williams is not out there, it seems like something isn't running right. And then, of course, if you've seen the video where Time Lord, I guess, now has been in three practices and scrimmages, not against uh, players, but some of, the, uh, some of the bench players, some of the coaches, just getting up and down the court for about 20 minutes at a time. So it's... There's kind of some similarities with the Bruins, what's going on, except for, you know, Charlie McAvoy just came back as like, this looks fun. But with Time Lord, you say, wow, the one piece that will put them like over the top top in terms of defensively isn't even there. And I think over time that will allow Jason Tatum to not have to be your leading rebounder at 11 tonight. You know, Jalen Brown at seven. So your two, your, your backcourt is your, well, your smaller forwards, if you will. 
are your bigger rebounders for the team. And I think once Time Lord comes back, that won't be as much of a concern. If there is a concern I do have, is Jalen Brown is ticking high numbers per game with the turnovers. And while that's good in this what I call game-to-game theory, like, hey, you know, we have Miami tonight and someone else next week. No, when you're in these these seven-game series and they are seeing that you're the turnover machine, the opponent's going to make sure that that ball is in your hand as much as possible. So uh, hats off, man, 11-1. and one. Right now the hottest ticket is anything that steps in TD guard. Like right now, like if I was a school – I would say, like, how do we get our kids to have our graduation in TD? <laughs> just that, just have some of that mojo rub off because it is absolutely phenomenal right now. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Celtics win 134-121 in front of the Royals, William and Kate. Hey, Joe, thank you for being here tonight. I almost wonder, do you take Kate, the Duchess of Cambridge, over to Cambridge when she's here? Do you do that? <laughs> I'm sure they've had that discussion before they traveled over. You got to take her to Davis Square, maybe get some barbecue that's right off of Davis Square. Like, hey, if you're the Duchess of Cambridge, you need to check out the Cambridge here. Yeah, I know they got those stuffy schools over there right when you cross the bridge. Who wants to hang out at MIT or Harvard? Go, like, hit a dive bar, eat some food, hang out, you know. And then, well, there's no whales here. Maybe Wells Lee, you know, like, maybe that's where, you know, maybe that's where, where William goes. But look. The Celtics, like I mentioned a couple minutes ago, the reason why they are so glued together is Malcolm Brogdon. And here's he, here's Malcolm talking about like how this offense it seems to flow so easy. What is it about this group that you guys are able to flow like the way you do? And um, like you said, the the trust is there. How was that established so quickly? I mean, with newcomers like yourself. I think we enjoy each other's company off the court. I think that's a big piece of uh, sort of what the results come to, you know, on the court. Um, we're a team that laughs and talks in the locker room. Everybody can laugh at themselves. We laugh at each other. Um, we we have a good time on the bus, on the road. Um, and I think that really, uh, you know, you see the results during the games and our trust and being able to enjoy playing with each other. 11-1 and one at home. Think about what it looked like last November and think about that no more because this team is heading for destiny. I, 18, I, I don't want to jinx it because I know how people get superstitious, but I'll just say 18 is a very good number and MVP of the league sounds very good on number zero. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. KJ Late Night here on WEEI. Get to your calls next. Plus, we still got Patriots Convo. And I break down and decipher the whole Xander talk. That's still to come. Hang out. But right now it's time for Trending with Joe Braverman. Merloni, Fourier, and Mego. Weekdays, 2 to 6. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. We just talked about the Celtics playing their first of two consecutive home games against the Miami Heat. They come out with the victory 134 to 128. Uh, one, excuse me. Jason Tatum finished with 49 points and 11 rebounds, 28 points in the first half. Interesting note here, KJ Tatum is the youngest in NBA history with 900 career points. Miami also had three players with 20-plus. The 130-plus in their third straight game is now the longest streak for the Celtics since 1968. Robert Williams is still out, but videos are showing the Time Lord uh, scrimmaging at morning shoot around today, so there's a chance that Celtics team 
could get even better. Celtics will play the Heat once again this Friday night. Tip-off will be at 7.30. Final injury report has been released before the Patriots take on the Bills at Gillette Stadium tomorrow night. Damian Harris and Isaiah Wynn have been ruled out. Six players are listed as questionable, including David Andrews, Yannick Just. Marcus Jones, Jacoby Myers, Jalen Mills, and Jabril Peppers. On the other side for Buffalo, offensive tackle Deion Dawkins and linebacker Vaughn Miller will be out. Everyone else for the Bills were full full participants at practice today. The Bruins are off until Saturday night when they welcome the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche to the Garden to try and make it 14 straight home wins to start the season, which would add on to their NHL record. Puck drop for that game will be at 7. Some breaking news in the last couple of minutes or so. We broke it uh, during Mutt at Night, the last segment. The Rose Bowl has officially agreed to a 12-team playoff. That will kick off uh, in 2024. Finally, get rid of some of these dumb December games sponsored by, like, plumbing. (laughs) Like, get rid of the Plumber's Bowl. No one wants to see that. Make these kids continue to play after Thanksgiving, starting December 1. Thank you very much. Yeah, Rose Bowl were the final decision on that one. And then chaos at the World Cup earlier today. Despite Argentina beating Poland 2 to nothing, and the team Mexico beating Saudi Arabia 2-1, to Mexico is gone from the World Cup via the goal differential. This will be the first time Mexico will miss the knockout stage of the World Cup since 1990. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on Boston Sports Original WEEI. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. A progression, I would think that we wait to see. Yeah, again, it's a new team, a new defense, new, you know, it's all different this week, so I don't, I don't know if last week has anything to do with it or not. Last I don't year. think that had anything to do with the Jug game. Late night. WEEI, it's KJ, 617-779-7937. Text line, 37937. All right, we're two minutes away from talking Patriots and Belichick talking about getting ready for the Bills game. But let's go to Isaac in Attleboro at 617-779-7937. Wants to get on the Celtics conversation about tonight's game. Isaac, thanks so much for calling the show. Isaac is gone. All right. So, look, when it comes to the Patriots, Look, I understand what Belichick's saying. You know, every game is different, but, you know, the Bills are a little different, right? Because they're the kid on the block that used to get beat up all the time by the Patriots. Patriots fans would laugh. Patriots fans used to joke, hey, let's go save a bunch of money and go see the Patriots play in Buffalo, right? Like, there used to be more Pats fans in the stands beating up on the Bills 
And everybody talking about like, hey, it's a much cheaper ticket. You know what I mean? Like I got like, and then you can walk down. You know, like all the different things that we love to do in New England when people leave their seats, you can actually pay for in real time in Buffalo. And they hated that. So is this really a different team or is this a like a gremlin that is slowly having water poured on it? And and that's the thing with the Bills is look, they're really they seem like they're they're monsters against everybody else. But when they face the Patriots, there's just something a little bit different that drives them. Okay, especially the last couple of games. That's why when Belichick said, Well, you know, the last time we played them, you know, they they did they did line up in punt formation and they and they faked the punt. Like, no, Bill, we're not talking about the game at Foxborough. We're talking about the non-punting game in the playoffs. That's what we mean by last game. So even I understand a bit of the gamesmanship from Belichick saying, oh, no, in the last game we played them, they did try to punt. What does that do most likely to Buffalo? (laughs) They're in denial. The idea is to get their emotions over their skis and get them into a game where they find themselves just like they did the first week of December last year. I mean, listen to all the great gaudy stats, but then listen for the kryptonite as well. Bills are number two in total yards in the league, third in passing yards, eighth in rushing yards, and they don't even really have a running back. Second in touchdowns, almost 50% of their possessions end up in a score, and that's second in the league only to the Chiefs and the Patriots are 19th at 35%, just ahead of the Saints. But here's the kryptonite. The Bills are third in the league in interceptions, fourth in fumbles, worst in the league, 16% of all of their drives and in a turnover. The Patriots are fifth at 13 and a half. Josh Allen has a bad percentage throw of 15%. Mac Jones is only like 12.9, like 13%. So literally you're walking into a game where the star quarterback is up there in interceptions, fumbles, and is worse than the league when it comes to turning drives into turnovers. That walks right into the Patriots. That's why you might say, oh, yeah, last time we played them. Yeah, they lined up to punt, but they faked it. Oh, no, we're talking about the playoffs. If Mac plays it smart. And here's a bit of my concern, though, is the running game is really all on Ramondre Stevenson's back. I don't know. Damian Harris has been out of practice for a couple of days, and what's been happening is he's been getting in for a couple percentage, of maybe 5 10 15% of plays for a game, and then he's been out. So that's my concern on the offensive end. On the defensive end, it kind of ties to what you saw in the Vikings game. Here's Ty Law on Ty Law Tuesday on the Greg Hill Show talking about what really has to happen with this defense tomorrow night. It's always pressure on the pass defense, and now from the performance that they had, giving up the big plays, which we've seen all, uh, pretty much all year long, and then they show some signs of you know being a, a great defense, they set themselves back. Now you have a better quarterback with a receiver just as good as Justin uh, Jefferson and, and, and Diggs, and a better quarterback, so... You know, they're looking at their chops. They're looking to get on the rebound. So all the pressure is going to be on the defense anyway. Push Josh Allen a little over his skis. Get him a little emotional, a little worked up. Because Josh Allen has a propensity to try and do more 
on the road by himself than he does at home. Did you know that Josh Allen is actually sacked more on the road than at home by a two-to-one ratio? He has more rushing yards on the road than he does at home. So you would figure the home crowd, they're hyping you up. You want a big play. It's theirs. It's yours to take. Uh-uh, he's trying to do that more on the road. What that says to me from a psychological profile is if you're the right team and get the yips on them enough, you could get them. Detroit almost got them. Why? And I think it's because... It's Thanksgiving Day. It's the national game. The Bills mean something. Uh, It's only Detroit. We played here like four days ago anyway, so we know what the field conditions are like. And there they are with 23 seconds pretty much playing for their life. And then I saw some things about Josh Allen. I said, it makes a lot of sense how Buffalo, and I give it to Sean McDermott because he has figured out some things with his quarterback that says, it's what I do with with one of my kids. I won't say which one because one is a full-grown adult and they wouldn't want their dad to talk about that, and the other one's a kid. Is They have this propensity to want to do more than they need to do, and when they do, it's almost like putting their finger in the socket. And Sean McDermott has figured this out with Josh Allen. That's why you don't see the old Josh Allen as much as you used to, but it's starting to peak its head a little bit. You know what Josh Allen's worst throwing down is? Third. His completion percentage drops about 15% from first and second down. That's how, Because here's the thing. Everything you tend to think about Josh Allen is all about, hey, look, he's deadly on third down. You better watch out with his leg. You know, and he, he can run for the first down. Third down is his worst down in completion percentage. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Isaac is back, but he's flowing with the wave of the show. And wants to get in on the Patriots defense. Isaac, thanks for the call. In Attleboro. Yes, uh, yes, uh, yeah, Isaac from Attleboro. Yeah, no, I just want to talk about the Patriots. How you know they've been doing good. They're in the hunt, but um, their defense is, is is looking incredible right now. And um, you know we get shorthanded by a little bit of points, you know. But uh, both quarterbacks look good. Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, and um, we just got to pick one. You know what I'm saying? All right, Isaac, thanks for the call. Appreciate you calling back. Yeah, I don't know if it's so much a pick. I'm staying on the hill when I say that. After Mac Jones got benched in that Jets game and was put back in, um, you know, the following week, that it it wasn't so much Mac's job to lose. It's more Mac's jobs to be evaluated in. And I'll get into some of the Matt Light comments that made me go, huh, maybe I might be wrong about some things. But uh, here's Tommy Curran on Gresham Keefe saying, look, Actually, the Patriots are not as far off in the Bills as one would think. It's how much the Patriots closed the gap on the Buffalo Bills because they spent their offseason really overhauling their team in an effort to compete with the Bills team that they were plainly non-competitive with last year. So to me, it's you know, we know the guys that are going to be out there. The quarterbacks are going to be out there for both teams. We know the prime defensive players, aside from Von Miller, will be out there. Um, for both teams, and we know who they are and what they are. How have the Patriots done in terms of trying to close their philosophical game plan and personnel gap with the Bills? Yeah, it's all about playing chess, right? And chess is a game I've only learned over the last 10 years or so. But my favorite piece on the board, Joe, you might be able to help me out the name of him. They call him the cop because he's the one that just goes back and he just he can just go straight in the line back and forth. 
I am probably more foggy at chess than you are, so I have no yeah. idea what you're talking about. The, the cop piece that, you know, like if you get on his line, like he can only go sideways or he can go forward, but he can't go diagonal. But he could get you from like down the block. They call it the cop piece. I forgot what it's called. Someone on the text line will know that. But yes, if you can kind of pick Josh Allen lollygagging on the block, it can happen for the Patriots on national television. Change the narrative. I'd even have to change my narrative. And I have no problem being, I've said plenty of times, I'd rather be wrong about something that's good than to be right about something that's bad. I don't, I'm not Nostradamus. Nostradamus never said, hey, man, there's going to be this great second wave of computer. No, all his stuff is bad. But look, Josh Allen is deadly on second and more than 10. This is where you're seeing those scramble plays and big plays happening for him on second and more than 10. Nine of his touchdowns come on second down passes. Only six of them come on third down. So the goal of the Bills of the offense is to strike early and tonight have to put Josh Allen in confusing situations like you used to see a couple or a few years ago. Josh Allen's only thrown three interceptions on third down, but nine of them are on second. So they're like, you know what? We'd rather take this chance early than they are with him on the downs that call for it. So you say, okay, what is it about this thing with Josh Allen and the Patriots? You remember the reaction? Of the Patriots now, Joe. I think it might be in in response to my Buffalo Colding parody that floated to Buffalo and just kind of clowned them about how you know student body left and student body right just ran up all and been all night. It was a Buffalo Colding that they took that personal, and I would say I need that on my resume reel. But look, they have this thing for the Patriots, and here's why: the Patriots have intercepted Josh Allen the most. He has his most career losses against one team, against the Patriots. And going into tomorrow night, he's trying to get to 500 against the team. In his last five, he's 3-2. and And his bad throw percentage, which I mentioned, averages 15. In the losses to the Patriots, were 23 and 27%. That's nearly double his average. Yeah. In my life, he would be this guy named Brian, who, like, Two of us had similar characteristics. Always try to figure out why is Diane always going out with Brian and never saying yes to me. And then when Diane finally said, hey, KJ, you're a nicer guy. I wanted to bury Brian. That's what's going on with that's what's going on with the bills. But if you can emotionally catch them over their skis, it'd be funny. It'd be hilarious. So, look for the Pats to to send pressure at least 25% of the time. In the last two wins against them, that's what it came out to about. And so you ask, you know, okay, like, if Josh Allen has a game against the Patriots, you don't want him to get over two touchdowns. Throw him. If you can keep him down to one touchdown, one running touchdown, now you got yourself a ball game. The passing game isn't taking off. Like Ty Law mentioned in that cut, you got to watch out for Stefan Diggs because you're really talking about. I, I mean, I put Justin Jefferson like just a half, like a half a notch above Stefan Diggs. 
but there isn't that much drop-off between what you're going to see and what you got last week. What about like the group of receivers? Because I think Buffalo has the greater group, because after Diggs, you have McKenzie, Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox. I oh, mean, if you, you could... put Isaac, if you put Isaac McKenzie or Gabe Davis on this team, they're 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 the one or two receiver. Easily. Right? So it's it it's for them, and, and again, Isaiah McKenzie made himself a name in that second game. I think he had like 10 receptions for like 121 yards. I think he also had like four touchdowns against the Chiefs also uh, in the, I think, divisional game, I want to say, in the playoffs. Yeah, but it all, it all started with that second game here in Foxborough last year where the Patriots, I have to say, they kind of kept Stephon, uh, they kept Stephon Diggs kind of in check. Now, Stephon Diggs would later break for a touchdown later in the game, but but it was the Isaiah McKenzie show. It was like, hey, I need, I'm not going to be funny. I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, let me, let me pull up this guy. This guy can't be worth more than 3000 on Daily Fantasy. I, I think I found somebody, you know. Maybe some money. But, yeah, you know, Gabe Davis is clearly, and, and he's, Josh Allen has shown that he'll go to Gabe Davis right away. I forgot. It was a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, maybe about three or four games ago, where to start off the game, it was the game that um did they end up losing to Min- the the game that I think they lost to Minnesota where to start the game Gabe Davis had two big catches. Was that against Minnesota? Either Minnesota or Pittsburgh. What it might have been against Pittsburgh. Where Gabe Davis like already had like 150 yards in receiving before Stefan Diggs got warm. That's what can be really dangerous for the Patriots defense tomorrow night. Yeah, it was but against I, Pittsburgh, a 98-yard uh, right. reception touchdown. The 98-yard, so it was against Pittsburgh. That's right. So it's one of those situations where, look, better to have Josh Allen in a third-down situation and knowing what he wants to force to do than to find yourself always in first, second, and then it's first down. First, second, and then it's first down. First, second, and then it's first down. Because that's how that's what wears the defense. That's what wears the defense out. And at the same time, points are going on the board fast. Because if you're eating up first downs like that, two plays and a first down, two plays and a first down, two plays and a first down, that's going to be a problem. And what we saw in the Vikings game is if the Patriots have an opportunity to still win or tie the game late, the offense just isn't there yet to get to, to move to, to move the ball down the field to score. Like there has to be some type of mistake. You would hope Josh Allen walks into a few of those, a couple of them. I think you definitely need two turnovers. And if the defense can give you that turnover like they gave the the, the offense they did for the Vikings uh, against the Vikings, where I think the Patriots were right there in the red zone and still couldn't put it in, you can't do that against Buffalo. Now, I will say this. Buffalo will punt tomorrow. I, I, I will bet that. I will say, like I don't know, I don't think there's any prop that says Buffalo won't punt but Buffalo will will punt tomorrow. And keep in mind, the return game is a lot different than it was last year with Marcus Jones. That's a weapon. Might be one of the best two or three special team weapons in the league, and he's brand new. So the Bills, if you get them in a situation where, hey, maybe their special teams isn't up to snuff, you put that pressure on them, and you change the field position, start off in plus territory, now you're talking about a game that the Patriots can win. Tomorrow night's a night that, hey, if Nick Folk can put five field goals through and it gets a victory, you're not going to hear me crying about Mac Jones' performance. Just the same way that I laughed and said that Mac Jones' performance in that first game in Buffalo last year was absolutely brilliant. 
That's a way of saying that you don't really need me for us to win this game. You don't have that two-headed monster anymore that rushed for 222 yards against Buffalo's run defense. And that's where they will leak is against the run game. All right, 617-779-7937. Tech line 37937. Joe, my voice is cracking a little bit because I've got to bring up a bit that we talked about with Mac Jones being Urkel last week and how it reached up on my TV two days ago. Hang out. Late night WEEI with KJ continues next. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yeah, yeah, Joe, let that rock. Louder. Louder. Well, clap your hands to what he's doing. Y'all don't know nothing about that long red. On tempo, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Late night, W-E-E-I, it's KJ, your mountain man, 617-779-7937, text line 37937, still to come, um, what's going on with the Red Sox, it's absolutely out of control, and it kind of goes back to the whole Jive Turkey, the night before Thanksgiving, awards that I withheld on Hein Bloom, but it may get handed to him before. December 4th in these winter meetings, it's out of hand. That's coming up in about 15 minutes. Okay, Joe, right before the break, for those who are just joining in, I had joked but was serious about how something I had said here on WEEI back on November 9th suddenly showed up on television like two days ago. I was like, okay, keep sending me the confirmation slips, bro. Um, This involves me joking about Urkel in reference to Mac Jones. Play it. I don't know when he's coming back, but he's so squirrely and so apprehensive and so unsure and untrusting that it is going to take weeks at the very least to dig out, Phil. You know what it feels like if you ever watch the show Family Matters with Urkel and Urkel will do something you go, did I do that? That's how it feels like (laughs) when you see Mac Jones out there when he he throws throws a bad pass or, you know, or, you know, like the one that hit um, Jacoby Myers in his ankles wide open. Goes, did I do that? I, I think that was Taekwon. He had that one. Taekwon Thornton, right? Yes, that one. Did I do that? <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah. Did I hear Stephen A. Smith do Urkel on television on first take two days ago? Hey, bro, welcome to the show. Glad you could be here. At least they waited three weeks. You know, maybe forget or whatever. What are Joe? What are the chances that on this show? I mentioned I make an Urkel reference. Do did I do that? 
and then someone shows up on television and goes, did I do that? I would say the odds are kind of slim, if you're just asking me personally. Look, WEEI is a well-known station in terms of sports and in history and in America, okay? Look, what did I say? Imitation is the best form of flattery? All right? Well, I got something real flattering for Stephen A. Let's play Would You Rather More Likely to Either Or. Hit it, Joe! Yeah. Can't do this. You, 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 rather more likely to. Uh-huh. Either or, I ask of you. Would you, 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 rather more likely to. Yeah. Either or, I ask of you. All right. Three questions. Would you rather more likely to happen and either or they can be in anything sports life here we go all right kj would you rather pay xander bogart's 27 million dollars a year or usher in the trevor story era as your next red sox shortstop you know going into last year knowing that xander still had a year before this would all come about and getting trevor story You'd say, okay, if the guy can hit, he can play, and he's willing to play second base, that would give him some cachet to say if Xander walks or traded at the trade deadline, then yeah, I'd be ready for Trevor Story. But now, Trevor Story hasn't even played 100 games in, with the Red Sox yet. And when you're having a wrist injury, and shortstop is a taxing position on you. And uh, granted, with the shift, that'll probably help a lot you know, in terms of what you got to do and so forth. But I'm concerned about Trevor Story's health moving forward already. Did he have glimpses of, oh, my God, this is a great acquisition? Yes. Did he have a lot of, like, regular run TV shows? We're like, dude, where is he? It was literally like a missing persons report. So, look, pay Xander Bogarts $27 million a year. Give him five years, 135 because at least if you move Xander out of the shortstop position when Mayer is ready to come up here, you have an effective DH. I don't think you have to worry about home runs as much now that base stealing is going to be back in the game. So I think the way the game is going to be changing, Xander becomes more valuable, even though he's getting older and he doesn't have the home run back. You remember, he was on a last place team. He was only a week and a half away from winning the batting title. And that's impressive in itself. So pay Xander the $27 million, Keep story at short just in case he starts to get the gnaw block arm all of a sudden. All right, next. What is more likely to happen tomorrow between the Bills and the Pats? The Bills mm. score four touchdowns or Nick Folk kick five field goals for the Pats? Uh, well, I can tell you what I don't want to see happen is the Bills scoring four touchdowns because that's already 28 points. And show me a game where the Patriots can like go and get 28 points in the rhythm of a game. I, I don't see that. So, honestly, I would rather see Nick Foles Nick Folk kicked the five field goals and at least be responsible for 15 points. This might be a game where 24 points is enough. So maybe he gives us six field goals and a touchdown. <laughs> so again, I I think it's more likely to see Nick Folk kick five field goals tomorrow night than to see the Bills score four touchdowns. Because if the Bills scores four touchdowns tomorrow, oh my God, the conversation goes left. All right, final one. All right, either or... Who okay. do you want to hang out with for an extended period of time? Stephen A. Smith at a Cowboys game or Dan Snyder at a cheerleader tryout? Wow. 
either or, either hang out with Stephen A. Smith at a Cowboys game or hang out with Dan Snyder at a cheerleader tryout. And keep in mind, you already have a little bit of beef with Stephen A. Yeah, I don't have beef with Stephen, but I will say this. People fall into three categories. Those that aren't impressed, those that are impressed, and those that try to impress. So if I went out with Dan Snyder, he wouldn't try to impress me. I wouldn't care to try and impress him. Neither one of us would be pressed. I would just make sure I kept my hands in front of me, on the table, at all times. Stephen A., there's a couple situations going on right there. One, wanting to be impressed. I don't know if I would want to be in a situation with someone who wants to be impressed or who wants to impress, and you're the sidekick. If someone spills a drink, suddenly you become the joke. Why? Because they want to impress. They want to impress impress the people who aren't impressed at all, even though you think they might be. So I would rather hang out with Dan Snyder at a cheerleader try it with my hands on the table and my eyes looking forward. I mean, I would even put my camera in one of those sealed bags that they do at concerts. I, I would do that. Then to hang out with Stephen A. Smith, who would be trying to impress those who aren't impressed. And there it is. Second hour of Late Night Next, WEEI. Thanks for listening. Oh. <laughs> we really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 